Access more. With the new year already beginning, we might feel maybe a little lost, overwhelmed, or maybe lacking vision for our own life. Do you know what will war against that? Do you know how to get vision for your life? I'm about to go there. It's about time because we're going there. Friends, we have started a brand new year. And let me just remind you that how you end is how you will begin. Now, I know we're just like two days into the new year. But when I think of an end of a year, I want to make sure that I'm setting myself up for a strong new beginning. Now, maybe it's because I'm an Enneagram 7. I don't know, but I love new beginnings. And one of my practices that I've developed over my life, and if I say maybe the last, I don't know, six, seven years, is that I will find a word or a phrase for the year. I know, I know. Don't hate me. But I promise you, this practice is not only fun, this practice will help anchor you when life feels a little mm, tumultuous, okay? So this is something that I've been practicing for a while. But what I'm learning is that it's not a common thing. In fact, I had a conversation with one of my closest friends. And when I was talking to them about my word for the year, one of my friends asked, wait, what's that? And I realized, oh, snap. People need to know about this. This is something that has been so seminal, so pivotal in my life and in my growth and my experience. But how can I not share that with my closest podcast friends? Now, this is why I want to talk about how to discover your word for the year. Now, if you're familiar with this concept or you're trying to define your own word and maybe you're wondering like, oh gosh, is it too late? It's already January 2nd or it's January whenever you listen to this podcast. I'm here to tell you that we can go on this journey together at any time. Now, there's nothing mystical or magical about this process. It's simply creating an intention that will help guide us through not just our daily activities, not just our weekly activities, but our intention for the year. Why is that? Because let's get real, sometimes life gets crazy. And if I'm talking honest, there have been places and spaces where I feel like I've lost my way. I've lost my convictions or I've lost my directions. Now, no, I'm not talking about the freeway, but though that happens, thank you, Siri, for getting me back on track. I'm talking about this one word or this one phrase that's gonna help center me as I'm going through whatever I'm facing during that day or that season. Now, I want you to know that you can listen to this and not be a person of faith. I love that you're here. I love that you're here. And I'm going to go as far as saying is you don't need to be a person of faith to have a word for the year or intention for the year. But for me personally, I'm going to root everything back in a biblical worldview, what some might refer to as faith. So if I pepper in some scripture, um, I hope that you're okay with that. I like putting things into as simplest form as possible. And so let me give some context and a backstory. Whenever I pick a word for the year, it's simply so that I can have direction on not only who I want to be, but what I'm stepping into. And so to make this easy, I'm going to give five easy steps to help find your word. Now, notice I said easy. I didn't say quick. Okay. It's going to take some time. And because I love you, I actually put some time estimations on this as well. This entire process will take maybe about two hours. I know, I know. Don't roll your eyes. Please hear me. Please hear me. Hear me, hear me, hear me more clearly. Okay. Listen, if you do this, I promise this will be something that you will grow to love. You'll look at me when life gets crazy or tumultuous, or you want to throw in the towel and you'll say, wait a minute, I have a word for the year that is rooted not just in what I believe I want to step into or who I want to be, but it's rooted back in scripture. So let's pause for the cause. All right. So I want you to grab your notebook or your journal, or if you're driving, don't do that. Just use your mental whiteboard. And then I want you to pause and write down step one. It's easy because I already told you the word. Okay. 
the first step that we're going to take in discovering our word for the year is this, pause. That's it. See, I told you it was easy. Let's pause for the cause. Okay, so this is crucial. This part is crucial because this is when we get to take inventory on what's happened to us the last year, okay? This is crucial. If we don't reflect on where we've been, it will be hard to determine where we are going. I'm gonna say it twice because it was nice. If we don't reflect on where we've been, it will be hard to determine where we're going. This might feel like a task or a chore or a labor, but it's wildly important to the process. In fact, it's super important. Now, for me, as a person of faith, I'm going to ask this question. Where did I see God show up for me in 2022? What went really well that I want to celebrate? Okay? And this is important because our brains are naturally wired to have a negativity bias. As in, when I ask you, hey, how was 2022? Your first reaction is probably going to be like, it totally sucked, or I got broken up with, or I lost my job, right? So we go automatically to the negative. But I want us to actually be critical in our pause, okay? So after we paused and celebrated and went straight to where did we see God do in, in, in our lives or what really went well, what do I want to celebrate? Okay, now after you've listed that, now I want you to ask yourself these five questions, okay? So under pause, you're going to ask these five questions. One, what could I use more of in my life? Write it down and journal it. Question number two, what could I use less of in my life? Write it down and journal it. Three, what characteristics or values would I like to exemplify in my life? Okay, so after you ask yourself these three questions, what can I use more of, what can I use less of, what do I want to exemplify? I want you to answer and ask yourself this question, which is question number four. By the end of the day, I feel blank. Okay, think about this seriously. By the end of the day, I feel blank. And then you ask yourself the fifth and final question, how do I want to feel at the end of the day? Once you have written out those responses, you will have a better sense of direction that will help center you and direct you on where you want to go. You'll, in fact, be able to identify, hey, what is lacking in my life? For me, I'm naturally always thinking through a critical lens of how can something be better? I mean, this drives my staff crazy because I can give like a 100% on, a, on an assignment or an A++ on a project, but yet there's always something that I see can be fixed. And because I know I'm prone to go into fix-it mode, I want to pause and I want to say, instead of going to what could be better, I want to pause and say, what was good? You know, what were my blessings? So I, in fact, in fact, I make a blessings list. I make a gratitude list at the end of every year. And it's quite long. I color code it. I decorate it. You know, I ask myself after that is what went right? What went wrong? What needs to be removed? What do I want to celebrate? Okay. So I gave you those five questions to pause and to think about and journal. Or if you're like me, like I said, I make a blessings list. Now, this process would take anywhere from 20 to 35 minutes. Now, I'm quite detailed. So it took me a little bit more than that. Like I said, I drew pictures. I color coded. I did the most because I'm the most. All right. Now, and, and if I'm real honest with you, 2022 was a rough year. So I wanted to make sure I spent more time like thanking God for everything that he's done. Okay. Number one, pause. The second thing I want you to do is think. Okay. Think. When you think about the word think, you might not come up with the synonym feel, but that's exactly what we're going to do. I want you to get a sense of your feelings. Ask yourself, what have I been feeling? Now, I am a high feeler, so feeling is easy for me. In fact, as my husband says, my feelings have feelings. I'm very emotional, whatever. And maybe feeling for you might not be easy. So let's talk about how we might get in touch and aware of what's going on around us. Maybe for some people, you have the spiritual discipline of praying daily. 
Uh, that's great. That's great. For me, I do like to start my morning in prayer, a posture of my heart. For some, they might call it meditation or silence. I know for King David, he says that to meditate on the law of the Lord morning and night. And maybe for you, it's sitting in silence for a couple minutes and just thinking and praying or pausing. As you're thinking about your word, after you've paused and you wrote your blessings, now I want you to think or to visualize what is resonating? What's coming to the top? What do I feel? So this is going to take probably the most time because I want you to get in your body. I know, I know. This feels very woo-woo and feels like therapy talk. Now, if you know me, I'm an ardent supporter of therapy, but this ain't therapy, honey. Uh Uh-uh. It is giving us space to pause, think, and feel. What word we are sensing will be our anchor for the year. But this activity has really helped me identify and put language around feelings. So like I said, I'm a high feeler. But as a high feeler, sometimes I find it difficult to articulate why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, right? So if I have a moment where I can just pause and relax and think and get out of my feeling feelings, then it's then that I begin to identify words that might come to the top. What am I sensing? What am I feeling? Right? We have to be intentional about this. So let's find ways to help us get into our feelings. Uh, my husband preached about something like this, like hearing God for the year. This past Sunday, I'll put a link in the show notes to the YouTube page. But specifically, he speaks a lot about environments. Like environments matter. It's where we can be close to God or experience God. For me, it's the beach. I look at the beach and it looks as endless as the love of God. For my husband, it's the mountains and the snow. Everything feels pure and white, you know? So you have to find where is a space where you could just relax and be close to God. Um, For me, I love my home. So to be honest with you, I love being home. I will light some candles, maybe light some essential oil or, you know, just find a way to, to simply relax. I want you to allow yourself space to think. Allow yourself space to feel. Now, this is a big value for me because my concern and my fear is that I hear so many voices, like a cacophony of voices from my family to the church, to social media, to friends. And the truth of the matter is, is that there's so many voices out there that are stealing time and vying for our attention. So step one is pause. Step two is think. Now, are you ready? Are you ready for step three? Okay, step three is create a list. Now, I put this step and to make it simple, and I'm giving you an action to spend about 10 minutes making a list of words that come to mind, okay? So if you've been taking tally, the first activity takes anywhere from 25 to 35 minutes. The second activity usually takes a little bit longer. I would say maybe about an hour to like actually sit and feel your feelings. Like, what is it? As I take a look at the last year, what did I feel then? What am I stepping into for this next year? right? That takes the most time, anywhere from 40 to 60 minutes. This activity will take five to 10. You Now you're putting language around your feelings, right? This is no bars held, all right? There's no wrong answer. There's no right answer. I want you to jot down the first 10 words that pop into your mind, right? Now for me, it's kind of matured in the process of instead of just popping out, you know, 10 words, it's, I'm asking myself some questions. What am I sensing? What am I seeing? What am I feeling? Now I have an art background. So when I get stuck or I feel like words fail me, I'll begin to use word pictures. What am I visualizing in my head that I can draw in my journal? So once I get those visual images, whether it's hands or flowers, I'll get to this in a second because the image that I got for this year was an ox. I know, long story, we'll get into it. Anyway, you maybe don't have the words to articulate what it is that you're feeling, but maybe your mind's eye is giving you hints as to what you're seeing, right? So let me give you some possible words to help start jogging your mindset. Some of these words have been my words in the last couple of years or words that my friends have held on to. Um, For one of my friends, her word for the year was yes. It was her year of yes. For me, it's been trust, presence, peace. 
for somebody like one of my sisters. It's joy, presence, trust. For others, it's brave, discipline, grow, right? So I'm giving you all these words because it's not going to be like some huge magnanimous word. Like sometimes it's just yes, right? Okay. So here's the point of the process that I want to make it personal. I actually don't like sharing my words for the year. In fact, last year when I was discussing my word for the year on the podcast, I didn't tell anyone my word for the year. It just felt almost like, if I'm honest with you, kind of like grandiose. But I will take you through my process because now that I'm on the other side of it, sometimes our words will give us hints as to what beholds us in the following year, or sometimes it's just a reminder. So my word for 2022, which I didn't tell anyone, was anointed. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I wish that my word for the year was like millionaire or like super skinny. And it just wasn't that, you know? But I was really excited that I felt that God had whispered over me anointed. Now, there were scriptures that kind of gave me confidence that this was the word that God gave me. If I'm honest with y'all, if I'm honest, I really thought anointed was going to be like the most epic year ever. What it proved to me was that anointed was to remind me that when life got really tough, God had anointed me for the hard. I know, I know, not what I was thinking either. I was thinking, you know, the word anointed means set apart for good purpose. And I'm thinking like, oh, this is it. All right, I'm here for it. Mm Mm-mm. Because this year, so many times, I have felt set apart for all the wrong things. If I'm honest with you, there have been some salacious stories that have circulated online. People that I trusted or were close to me are full on saying absolute lies. Or even people who know me or don't know me decided to concoct stories about me. I mean, by and large, I really try to not let that stuff affect me. But it was really hard. And when I wanted to throw in the towel, when I wanted to give up, it's not like this word anointed was a thing that allowed me not to quit, but it was a reminder. God's called me and separated me for hard things. Okay, that's my process. Now, as I think about 2022, again, in my negativity bias, when I'm like, wow, what happened in 2022? I went to all the negative, but I did my blessings list. I got into my body. I got into my feelings. I was able to articulate it. And the image that came to mind, it wasn't actually a word. It was this big ox. I actually have my journal next to me and I, I pull, I'm looking at it right now. It's an image of an ox. And if I'm quite honest with you, I'm quite proud of my drawing because my ox has horns. And the word that came over me as I was like identifying this past year and what I'm stepping into is beast of burden. I know, right? Like, that's really hard. Come on, God, beast of burden. I felt, okay, first of all, I'm in a thickum season of life. And the last thing I want to be alluded to is a beast of burden, y'all. I mean, for real. But however, I pause. Let me pause for the cause. I pause because as I started doing a word search of beast of burden, I started realizing that these animals were actually created to carry heavy loads. Mm. I got a lump in my throat as I say that. I was anointed to carry really heavy things. I'm strong. I know that God has called me to this. And I, I was talking to my sister in a moment of frustration where it's just some things I've heard said, and it was, it was a really tough season. And I was processing with my sister, Jasmine, and I had told her, I said, I feel like there is a bit, if you're not familiar with it, a bit in a bridle goes into the, uh, the mouth of a horse and it can steer a horse. It can steer? Yeah, 
It can steer an animal. Um, and, and so this bit and bridle image that I had was it feels like there is this bit in my mouth and I'm pulling the weight and I listed like 10 things that I was pulling. And I'm like, it just feels like I'm doing this and I'm exhausted. I remember that conversation as I was processing my emotions and feelings. And I realized that the Lord had dropped a verse out of Matthew 11. It said, come to me, all of you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. How I landed on my word for 2023 is I really feel like I've, I've been yoked, man. I really feel like it's, it, everything's been super heavy. Now, here's the beautiful thing. I started doing a word search. I know I said I'm a Bible word nerd. This is why this process takes such a long time. And maybe you're faster or sharper or weren't homeschooled. Sorry, mom. But like for me, this is where we landed. And um, I did a word search of the word yoke. And did you know, I didn't know this. Maybe all our farmers. I didn't know, but a yoke is actually meant to make a burden easier for a beast of burden. I always thought that was like a yoke was heavy. That's why Jesus says my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And it just stuck, y'all. It just hit me so deep that I have been pulling in my own strength. And that's never been the intention. The intention is that his yoke meant to take the burden off of my back. His yoke is easy and his burden, what's the burden? The burden is leading a church. The burden is being a wife. The burden is being a mom. The burden is content. The burden is hearing from God. Those are all good things. But Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I know I'm walking into 2023 as a beast of burden, but I've got his yoke. The bit isn't in my mouth, honey. Nope, the yoke is on my neck and this yoke is not gonna choke me. This year is gonna be a year of ease because I'm not operating in my strength, honey. I'm operating in God's strength. That's how I got to my word. So I push you and I say, get into your body. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? Once you have a cluster of two or three words, begin to think about the intention that you want to hold as you step into the new year. I'll be honest with you. I thought my word for 2023 was yoke, but I realized that's not how I want to step into 2023. It's not my yoke. It's God. And I realized his burden is easy. My word for 2023 is ease because I'm not going to do it in my strength. I'm doing it in God's strength. So as you go through this process, the last step I want you to ask yourself is this very important question. And this is gonna make or break your word for the year. Are you interested or are you committed? Yeah. This word or phrase that comes and bubbles to your mind, are you interested in it or are you committed to it? So for me, my word for the year, I was interested in anointed. That sounded so cool. Like, yeah, this is gonna be my year, right? Year of favor. But I wasn't interested. I was committed. That even when times got tough, I knew I was anointed for this. I was appointed for this. This question is so important because this is where we're going to anchor the thing that is not just an activity. It's not just a resolution. I mean, that's the stuff that everyone else does. The question I'm asking us is, are you interested or are you committed, right? Are you committed to doing all the hard work and having this intention of what's going to guide you and lead you in this next coming year? Again, this is not magic. This is not mystical. This is simply calibrating an anchor that I come back to. This past year was beautiful, but it was also very hard. I grew and I expanded and it was toil and it was labor. So much progress was made, but so much pain was endured. You know what I was able to hold on to? My word for the year. In moments where I found myself crying in confusion or mourning over loss or dealing with what people were saying that I knew were absolute lies and I so desperately wanted to prove myself, I said, no, I am not going to respond. 
I declared what Isaiah said, that you keep me in perfect peace because my mind is stayed on you. And I knew that I was anointed. And I was taken back to my scripture for the year, which the spirit of the living God is on me because I've been anointed to preach the gospel to those that were incarcerated, to bring love and hope to the world. I knew that. Now, I, I'm excited about this upcoming year, and it's tender and raw to have this word for the year, have it be ease. But I know that when life gets crazy, when life goes crazy, I'm going to hold on to that this yoke is not meant to choke me out, that this burden is not meant to break my back. I'm a beast of burden. I am made for this. And it's not in my strength. It's in God's strength. When I tell you that this exercise has shaped my life, I really mean it. Not only do I do this personally, but my husband and I go through it together. In fact, tonight on our dinner date, we're going to share our words for the year with each other. And it's our intention. It's our focus. It's our initiatives as the year unfolds. Now, if you don't have a word for the year, I encourage you to take an hour or two and really go through is what do you feel? What do you hear? What do you see? What does God want to do in your life in this upcoming year? When you get your word, I am nosy and I want to know what it is. Will you let me know? You can tag me at, at Bianca Oltoff on your post. You can share this podcast with your friends and do this as a family or friend or spouse activity together. As always, I'm so honored to create content with you that I believe will shape and shift your life. Thank you for joining in for another year. And if this show is something that you are excited about, will you consider rating it or leaving a review? Because when this podcast gets in more ears, then more lives can be changed. I'm so excited to kick off this next season and I cannot wait to tell you who we have on the show, but I like a little mystery. So until then, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. I love you. And I'm grateful to start 2023 with you. Thanks, friends. Thanks, friends.